Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Live from Florida's capital city, this is Tallahassee's Morning Show with Preston Scott on 100.7 FM, WFLA, and iHeartRadio Station. Three, two, one. You're on the air. Here we go. Hour number three. <laughs> we are we are stuffing five days of radio into three days this week. It's program thirty one seventy, the morning show. I'm Preston Scott. That is Nick Pierce. Great to be with you for Tuesday, July twenty first. I can't believe in a matter of days we're going to be saying August. And it's right on through the, through the end of the year at that point. And you still feel a little weird not going to school. Yeah. I still feel like I'm playing hooky. All these years later, I still feel awkward not going to school. Every time August, September rolls around. Every time. So we we endeavor to create a different classroom here every morning on the program. Different subject matter. It, it flips around and moves all the time. Hopefully it's it's interesting. Yes, we're passionate about the things we talk about on the program, um, as evidenced by what's happened just in the last <laughs> last half hour or so, talking about the minimum wage. We'll get back to that. This hour, we're going to even touch on, on something with Confederate soldiers that's going to really upset some of you. I'm going to really anger some of you, but that's okay. Information is empowering. Even if it rubs against you, it's empowering. I tease talking about this. How are Islamists doing this? And what do you do about it? I have told you repeatedly, as uncomfortable as it is, you have got to quit considering Islam a religion. It is a system of government. You need to think of it as you would communism. As a rival form of government that must be fought at all turns. It is a rule of law. It must be fought because it attempts to replace the Judeo-Christian based rule of law that we have in our nation. And they will use our very laws of being a democratic republic against us. If we don't deal with it first, you know, later in this hour, we're going to talk about the ethics and rights of robots. And the notion is that if you don't get ahead of it, it's going to bite you. The same thing is happening here, and it could be too late. Let me use a couple of examples here. First, let's go to Europe. Bosnia right now is being bought up by Islamic extremists. They're buying up land in little desolate remote villages to take over the village. 
They're using resources that they steal, extort, get as ransom from all these other nations that are paying. This is why you don't pay ransom. This is why we shouldn't change our policy. Sorry. If if you go work over there, you do it at risk to yourself. Sorry, we're not paying ransom. Now, if a family wants to do it, I still don't think they ought to be allowed to, but whatever. Bottom line is, understand what it's being used for. They're buying up villages. I've got I've got this one village right here. I got pictures of it. I got it on a map. Access to the Mediterranean Sea, which gives them access to the entire region of the Middle East. It's a hilltop village, 60 miles from Sarajevo. And this little village, they're buying up all the buildings, they're buying up all the land, and they're putting up signs. It's an ISIS village. It's ours now. We bought it legally. It's our land. See ya. See, we have to prevent that. The only way you can do it is if you strip away the protections afforded Islam as a religion. And I know, I know, I know. I know you're not comfortable with this. But there's a bitter reality. It is not a religion. It is a system of governance and rule of law that masquerades as a religion. It uses deception as one of its tenets of faith. How does it work in America? I'll tell you next. 815 on WFLA. Let's go to the Weather Channel Forecast Center. Terry Smith standing by. Good morning, Terry. Hey there, Preston. It's hot, it's humid, and we'll see some rain. Showers and thunderstorms scattered this afternoon. 94. Scattered thunder showers this evening. Dry later tonight. 76. I'm 100.7 FM WFLA's Terry Smith in the Weather Channel Forecast Center. Let me ask you, Nick. If this is going on in Europe... And ISIS is buying up villages, buying up land, buying up villages, taking ownership. Is there any reasonable reason to think it's not underway in the freest country in the world? No, absolutely not. I mean, I would think it's I would think it's being, you know, done. I mean, we've talked about where is it? Uh, did you say it was Minnesota or Michigan or something like that where there was Well, Michigan, they've got they've got signs in in Arabic mm-hmm. in in villages Dearborn, for example. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't know this until just a few days ago. The U.S. welcomes 100,000 Muslim immigrants legally every year. It's the fastest growing segment of immigrants coming into the country legally. They um, do it as a student, skilled guest worker, refugee, entrepreneur, or as a tourist. They're flying in in the comfort of a jumbo jet. Here's what happens. They get radicalized while they're here. Look at the guy from Chattanooga. He came with his family from Kuwait at the age of six in 1996, attended U.S. schools, fully assimilated. He described himself as a redneck Muslim. Somewhere along the line, 
something happened over the last couple of years that changed him. Last year at the age of 23, he traveled to Jordan and Yemen for seven months. They don't know who he visited or what he might have been taught, but something changed. What is the common denominator? Islam. I'm sorry. Again, I know it's so uncomfortable because you're used to considering Islam as as another faith. It isn't. It doesn't act like any other faith. It doesn't conduct, conduct its affairs like any other faith. And as much as you want to say, most Islamists don't believe like these guys. Understand, in the world of these guys, they have the guns. They have the convert to our way of interpretation or we will kill you card to play. And even though the peace-loving Islamists outnumber, they're not standing up right now in mass. They're not outing the, the radical clerics that exist in our country, the imams that are teaching hatred for the very freedoms that they're living under. They're, they're not outing them. Which tells me personally that if it comes to, to an either or, either do this or you will die, they're going to do this. They're going to convert. They're going to adopt the strict Sharia law. They're going to adopt the caliphate. They're going to adopt that interpretation. And so we have to have a discussion here. How are we going to deal with this? Because they're buying up land. Internationally, I personally think it is absolutely foolish to think they're not doing it domestically. And they're setting up enclaves. It's the classic strategy of infiltration. It, it is the it is the it is a covert version of the Trojan horse. Get inside the village and then unleash. That's how it's happening. And we have to have, again, places like this, we can talk about it all day long, but it doesn't do anything. This has to be discussed with people that are empowered to make laws to change things. If we don't, our own freedoms will be used as a noose around our neck. 819 on 100.7 FM WFLA. When I come back, I'm going to go from one ridiculously controversial subject to another. Wait do, do, do you see what I got tipped off to by a listener that I've done some research on as it relates to Confederate soldiers in our country? The former Confederate soldiers. It's next here on 100.7 FM WFLA. When the weather's relentless, so are we. In-depth weather info 24-7. 100.7 FM, WFLA, and WFLAFM.com. If it was Hillary Clinton, Jeb Bush, do you believe a third party could win? He said, oh, absolutely. Glenn Beck. At 9.06 this morning on 100.7 FM, WFLA. Tallahassee's Talk Radio. 
Very contentious issue here. 24 minutes past 8, the morning show. Guests appear on the Prime Meridian Bank Home Loan Hotline. Don't forget, one of the things that uh, we want to remind you to support is Hope to Haiti. HopeToHaiti.com reaches the people of Haiti in very practical ways, very different type of outreach. Learn more at HopeToHaiti.com. Every time we talk, well, first, we've got this massive near war underway right now. South Carolina, they're feet apart. The new Black Panther, the knucklehead white supremacists from the KKK, neo-Nazis, they are, it's, it's ready to blow up. Both people, both sides are getting what they want. They're getting what they want. They want to fight. They want a race war. The white supremacists want a, a race war. The black supremacists want a race war. It's up to the rest of us to let those knuckleheads go fight on their own. Let's go ahead. Whatever. Kill each other. See you. You both deserve each other. Honestly and truly. You ever seen that? You ever seen a couple where they're both just like high maintenance and you're like, you two belong together. That's the KKK and the new Black Panthers. They belong together. They, they just yin and yang. Boom. They fit. They're just perfect for each other. And this whole Confederacy thing, and, and we got we got covering the story about, you know, Confederate uh, veterans not allowed in the Florida Veterans Hall of Fame. I had a problem with that. I think it's wrong. Now I have proof I was right. I have proof that I was right, in my opinion, that they were wrong in keeping them out. The governor was wrong. Had someone send me a little tip via email, and then I went digging beyond the tip. <clears throat> U.S. Public Law 85-425, Section 410, approved May, uh, May 23rd, 1958. The administrator shall pay to each person who served in the military or naval forces of the Confederate States of America during the Civil War a monthly pension in the same amounts and subject to the same conditions as would have been applicable to such person under the laws in effect on December 31st, 1957, is if his service in such forces had been service in the military or naval forces of the United States. By law in 1958, even though it was symbolic, because nearly all veterans, and uh, they were gone of the Civil War. But the point remained they would have been eligible to a pension equal to that of anyone that served in the Union. They considered that service as a service worthy of recognition by the government. Let me go a step further. U.S. Code Title 38, Veterans Benefits Part 2, General Benefits Chapter 15, Pension for Non-Service Connected Disability or Death or for Service. Subchapter 1, General 1501, Definitions 3. The term Civil War veteran includes a person who served in the military or naval forces of the Confederate States of America during the Civil War, and the term active military or naval service includes active service in those forces. Now, in digging, I found two or three other cases in U.S. law passed by Congress where the union said what's done was done we recognize your service as service to the union listen to what the the president um mckinley 
<clears throat> said December 1898, 14th of the month, gave a speech. Every soldier's grave made during our unfortunate civil war is a tribute to American valor. And the time has now come when in the spirit of fraternity we should share in the care of the graves of Confederate soldiers. The cordial feeling now happily existing between the North and South prompts this gracious act, and if it needed further justification, it is found in the gallant loyalty to the Union and the flag so conspicuously shown in the year just passed by the sons and grandsons of those heroic dead. Still think they're traitors because the people closest to them that served in our government didn't. They didn't. Those With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Closest to the Civil War. Honored them with positions in Florida. And around the country. Of high honor and importance to the Union to the United States of America, and they served with distinction. I would love to just put this all to rest, but I know it won't. I know that reason and the actions of those that were most dramatically impacted by the Civil War. Remember I told you, the veterans of the, of the Battle of Gettysburg got together and shook hands and hugged and cried. Left friends. Acknowledging that both were fighting for what they believed was right. Just saying. Equating the Confederacy to ISIS is an insult to intelligence. And some of you have done that. It's 8.30. Let's do news. Come back. I'm only talking about the minimum wage for a moment. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Big story in the press box. A report on the minimum wage is next. On 100.7 FM WFLA. Now on the iHeartRadio app. The Morning Show with Preston Scott. On demand. The most talked about stories in Tallahassee and across America. With limited commercial interruption. Yay. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. To your smartphone or tablet from the App Store. And search for Preston Scott to listen on demand. Nine minutes past eight. I I have no idea what I'm going to put on my blog page. I I really don't. I'm 
you would think I might jump all over this minimum wage thing, but I've abused it today. The, the big the big story in the press box just minutes away here on the program. But uh, just head to the website, WFLAFM.com. we got stories from Tallahassee Reports, my blog page. We've got photo galleries. Of course, the, the latest you know, features, news, and all that. Um, I- information on the recovered diary of the Chattanooga gunman. That's up there. Um, the new gun control effort by the Obama administration that I mentioned last hour by Social Security, that's that's on our rotating billboards. Uh, story of a teenager rescuing a woman from a burning car. Got, uh, got I think, video on that, as well as, um, you know, Jeb Bush's visit to town yesterday and, and more. So uh, check it out at uh, WFLAFM.com. All right, the big story in the press box is, is my reaction to a story created by Integrity Florida. And, and I hate to bang on them because they're good guys over there, but this is... When you get out of your what you do, see, when you're gifted at something and you get outside what you're gifted at, it it usually doesn't work very well. It's like I try to know my limits in what I can and cannot do in repairing stuff and, and just little things. And it's like I just I know when to say I can't do that. I've, I, you know, when I was younger, I might have kind of sort of been prideful, but I know that I know how to do that. No, I don't. And I'm okay with that. And integrity Florida was instrumental in getting the ethics reform here in town kind of moving. They were involved in that with some great people here in town of various political persuasions. And that's what Integrity Florida is. Integrity Florida is about ethics and transparency and corruption and and integrity. Why in God's name did they think it was necessary to get involved in something that they inherently don't know, have no expertise in? And in fact, the guy listed as the researcher isn't. It's not what he does. It's like calling me a researcher. I'm not a researcher. But I did a better job than, than this report. Because this report is so limited in scope, but it draws such a broad conclusion. And the report is that the minimum wage, you know, reading from from the press release, we found no evidence of job loss in states, counties, and cities where the minimum wage was increased. That's just not true. Good Lord. The minimum wage in study after study, even as I mentioned last hour, even Paul Krugman admits that the minimum wage is damaging to employment. God bless. It just... Anyway, it, it. I'm bothered by the fact that this story hurts the reputation because they got outside of what they do. That is not integrity. It is not about public, uh, you know, corruption or ethics or transparency. Minimum wage is an economics issue, and if you're not an economist, and I've got reports, I've got studies, I've got the, I've got the information from economists, people that study this stuff. It's irrefutable. 
And then there's just the common sense. And I, you know, I wrote a note with to Ben Wilcox with Integrity Florida. Ben's a really good guy. And the researcher um, involved in this, by, by all accounts, Alan Stonecipher, a good guy. This just isn't what you do, so don't do it. He wrote back to me. He said, well, we only studied, you know, $1 minimum wages. <laughs> what else didn't you study? Because your conclusions fly in the face of long-term studies that show jobs are impacted. And anyone with an ounce of common sense, every one of you that owns a business, every one of you that's even thought of owning a business, any one of you that could just take 10 minutes and go through the process of what it would be like to own a business, knows that when you raise the minimum wage artificially by mandate, you have have to kill jobs it may take time but it is an absolute certainty it is a truth so it will be a discussion i'm sure will come up because it's it's now the the go-to and and in fact one of the other things i found just really annoying is that andrew gillum is is with an organization people for the american way that's where he gets the bulk of his income and that's fine that's you got to earn a living but the organization is in favor of policies that kill jobs for young people first. And he's writing, in my view, about jobs for teenagers. Dear goodness. I either need to go hit golf balls or shoot a gun. I either need to go to Talon and shoot a gun or go to, the, go to the range and hit golf balls today. I'm so worked up about this. Got to. 845 on WFLA. Go to the Weather Channel Forecast Center. Standing by, Terry Smith with your WFLA forecast. Terry. Hey there, Preston. It's hot, it's humid, and we'll see some rain. Showers and thunderstorms scattered this afternoon. 94. Scattered thunder showers this evening. Dry later tonight. 76. I'm 100.7 FM WFLA's Terry Smith in the Weather Channel Forecast Center. Iran's ambassador lashed out at the United States mere moments after a U.N. Security Council vote approving the deal. (laughs) So you got the Ayatollah saying, Ayatollah, I hate you. Uh, He said days after the deal, we hate you. We still hate you. This hasn't changed a thing. No broader implications. We hate you. You know, really, if you were casting a sitcom, okay, who should we make the Secretary of State that's negotiating high-end nuclear deals with our enemies? I got it. Let's, Let's pick someone who hates America and its policies on military intervention in general, and in fact stood with Jane Fonda. Everyone knows about Jane Fonda and the whole, you know, Hanoi thing. Let Hanoi Jane, let's have this person be someone that was a that, that technically was guilty of treason. Let's have them as our Secretary of State. That you couldn't write this. You couldn't make up that storyline. But that's the storyline we have. It's just comical to me. So what what exactly was gained with this Iranian deal? Billions of income flowing into a country 
that hates Israel, hates us, and sponsors terrorism. They don't like ISIS, but they sponsor terrorism. Saudi Arabia is saying, well, screw all of you. We're going to defend ourselves. They don't like Iran. Israel, we know, don't they don't like Iran. So they got billions of dollars. They've got their economy flowing back. And they've got time. They're going to keep doing what they're going to do. And if you want to inspect, you give us three weeks and three days notice. And we'll, we'll you come wherever you want. <laughs> okay. Um, I mentioned this story earlier in the hour. This is the headline. Should, should robots have human rights? And the warning here is that laws that govern robots are only catching up to the technology, that the technology is ahead of the game, and that one day robots are going to wake up. Quote, wake up. That's a quote. And demand rights. We've talked about the whole self-awareness thing. And that robots have crossed a threshold and are beginning to make choices based on morality. That they derive from things around them. And we talked about some of the ethical issues there. You know, what if what if robots are in charge of, you know, limiting suffering is one of their programs. And they deem that it's necessary because of the condition of the climate that people not suffer, so they kill them. I mean, I know that's a that's an extreme example, but the point is that there are increasingly more and more concerns that we better sort of get clear that robots have no rights. Period. End. And you might think that's ridiculous, but look at the things that we now look at as law, settled law by our Supreme Court that in 1978 when I graduated high school, I would have said you're ridiculous. Just saying. Be advised. 850 on WFLA. The most trending news stories updated at the top of the hour. What we need is action. Exclusively on 100.7 FM. WFLA. U.S. Congresswoman Gwen Graham has a challenger. And tomorrow, you'll meet that candidate first. Exclusively here on 100.7 FM WFLA before the announcement. How about that? <laughs> That's awesome. I don't know if you saw this clip. This is this is priceless. Much maligned FIFA organization just got some money thrown at it. How about that? Need a little cash flow? Actually, it, it literally happened. Uh, British comedian Simon Brodkin stepped in front of cameras directly before a press conference in which Sepp Blatter was to deliver a few words. Blatter can be heard over the microphones asking for security while uh, Blad can pontificate. Sorry, this is, this is starting, we're starting a press conference. But it's my security. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. All right, now before being taken away by security, Brodkin threw a wad of cash, a big stack of cash at Bladder. He was heard saying, Sep, this is for North Korea 2026, just like we agreed to. Bladder left the conference, returned 10 minutes later. That's our soundbite of the day. (laughs) Time 
for the Morning Show 180. Look back at the radio program in 180 seconds or less. Talked about the about the fact that there are people that just follow the rules and people that hold those rules in contempt. Jay Johnson, Homeland Security, using private email servers. He's compromising the security of our nation. If we're going to have a Homeland Security, don't you think the web ought to, the, the, the email ought to be secure? They use a, they use a, a web-based server. Unbelievable. Queen Elizabeth trying to put out a fire. A little movie released of her as a child with her sister and her uncle, Edward, who abdicated the throne. Edward's teaching them to do the Heil Hitler salute. Edward had a soft spot for fascist uh, dictators, turns out. And he's teaching it to his nieces. Unreal. Talked about uh, the minimum wage all three hours. A huge, huge story because it's a wrong conclusion from very bad research and with no depth at all. And so we talked about the minimum wage all three hours of the program. Jeb came to town yesterday, made some promises. Don't know if he changed a lot of minds. We'll see. Steve Stewart in the second hour of the show. Tallahassee reports. We're losing jobs still. That's not all that unexpected this time of year. It's the five months prior to when we've been losing jobs for now eight months in a row. That That's a problem. And it seems as though city and county leaders don't really understand job creation to do anything about it. And we talked about that. President going after guns again. He's going to take a piecemeal approach. He's now going after guns in the hands of senior adults through the Social Security Administration. Be alert. Be aware. Learn more from the NRA. Islamic inroads in the third hour. How are they doing it? Well, they're buying up land in Europe, and one can only assume here in America. And they're using our own immigration policies to infiltrate our country. And I'm telling you, you better treat Islam different. We got into Confederate soldiers and the fact that the government seems to consider them equal. I don't know why others don't. Tomorrow, the Wednesday edition of the program. Thanks for joining us. See you then. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.